Welcome to Imagination Live on Spreaker and also on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, and Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. Please take the time to write a review, leave a five-star, or whatever you'd like to leave. And today, the topic is, does the Bible say to do whatever the government says to do? Because this is something that I've heard said by a lot of people lately. And I'm wondering, does it say that? Does the Bible really say to do whatever the government says to do? I'm sure there's lots of people in government that think it says that. But does it really say that? So we're going to dig into this today. And the first thing that I was thinking of is all the apostles were put to death for essentially disobeying government orders and preaching the word of God. Oh, John wasn't martyred. Oh, yeah, John was not martyred. John stayed around and wrote the entire book of Revelation. And uh, so he was the only one that didn't. But does the Bible say that we should do whatever the government says? And what people mostly point to is Romans 13. They point to this where it talks about Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from the fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it's necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but it's also a matter of conscience. This is why you pay taxes for the authorities or God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. So there seems to be, from Paul, a directive here to submit to the governing authorities. And a lot of these times, when you're looking at a specific passage of Scripture, especially Paul's letters, it needs to be looked at in context. What was going on at the time? What was his point of writing this? Who is he writing it to? And at this point, this was before the Emperor Nero became the brutal, murderous dictator that we know him for today. And there was a lot of uprisings brewing around against the Roman Empire. And Paul was writing to the church in Rome to warn them about getting involved in this, to warn them about turning this into a holy war, because it was like they knew that the the kingdom of God was at hand. They knew that it was Jesus Christ's kingdom that they're living for now, not 
Emperor Nero. It's not the Roman Empire. And Paul was concerned that they were going to be getting involved in a holy war. So that's the, that is what the context is of it here. And if you look at it, there's, there's some parts that it seems to not make sense because in Luke 4, 4 through 5, when Satan brought Jesus up to the mountain and said, look, I will give you all these kingdoms if you bow down and worship me, insinuating that those rulers were put into place by Satan, that he is the one who has the authority over all the rulers of all the kingdoms. And then there are other times where, like in Acts 5.29, where Peter is being, they're being told, do not, do not preach the gospel of Christ. They're being told by the governing authorities, do not do this. And then Peter says, no, we must obey God not the governing authorities. And I think this is something, this is what's so cool about the Bible, is that it's, there are so many times where it seems like, well, wait a minute, this verse kind of sounds like it's saying to do this, but this verse says, do this. And I don't think that, I know that there are no contradictions in the Bible, period. It's the living, breathing word of God. But the thing that separates Christianity, apart from all the other religions on earth, is Christianity is about a relationship with God. The other religions are about obeying a set of rules in order to gain favor with God. Christianity isn't about that. You can be, you can be loved by God whether you perfectly adhere to all the rules or if you don't. It's not about that. It's about a relationship. So because of that, it requires a relationship with God in order to know that you're doing the will of God. You can't just, you can't just look at this Bible and go, okay, I'm going to follow this Bible exactly. Okay, I'm going to follow what it says. I'm going to, and then that's going to curry me favor with God. No, it doesn't work that way. We instead have God speaking to us through the Bible. That's why it's so important to read the Bible every day. When Christians say, okay, I got to get in my word. That's, it's like, what do you mean? Well, that's what it is. It's because getting in the, into the word of God means having a relationship with God. So it comes down to doing what the will of God is as opposed to following a certain set of rules, okay? Because all throughout history, I mean, all throughout the Bible, you've got acts of civil disobedience. You've got, in Hebrews, it praises the midwives who did not follow Pharaoh's command and who did not execute all the male children. It praises them for it. Now, was that an act of government disobedience? Yes, it was. I mean, John the Baptist was out there. You want to talk about First Amendment type things. John the Baptist was out there saying that Herod was wrong for marrying his brother's wife. And that's what got him thrown in jail and beheaded. 
And I, the problem is, is I see something and I see a dangerous thing going on. First of all, the church closing down. Um, as soon as the coronavirus hit. Okay, I can understand that to a point. Because I believe that there are a lot of people that, that thought this was extremely, extremely, something that was going to kill so many people. And that they really cared about the safety of their congregation. But today, we know that a lot of these things that were once believed about the virus are not true, yet churches remain closed. And there's a lot of talk about that, well, we are being obedient to the government, as Romans 13 says, and that's why we're remaining closed. Well, that's that's not knowing the law and knowing what the rights are of Christians, knowing what, the, what your rights are in this country, because your rights are very important. That is the law of the land, the Constitution, which the First Amendment gives us the right to assemble, the right to freedom of religion, and the right to freedom of speech. And right now, that is not the law of the land, that churches cannot get together. It is a recommendation. But in most states, and actually the Attorney General of the United States has come out and in no uncertain terms told church leaders that anybody that wants to have church right now, he will back them. He's got their back. And many states have had their governors say, no, I can't stop you from having church. So a lot of this is knowing your rights, knowing what the law is, because it's if you just think you know what the law is, or you're just assuming it because of things you've heard on social media and from people and stuff, then you're you're in trouble because that's not that's not telling you an an accurate picture at all. And going back, there are many times, many many times throughout the Bible where People, God's people disobeyed governing orders. Now, I'll give you an example with Daniel. Daniel, the governing authority said, you will not pray to any God but Nebuchadnezzar. He's God. You can pray to him. You can't pray to your God. And Daniel went, okay, well, uh, we'll see about that. And uh, he actually opened up the door, made sure everybody could see him, And he did his regular prayers. And God protected him from what came after that. He followed what his heart said. He followed what God told him to do. The United States of America was founded by godly people who stood up against a tyrannical government and they actually said, because they Romans 13 has been around for a little while, and their actual, what they were saying was that we are going to obey the new government that we have put in place. That is who our allegiance is to, not the tyrannical government that is running tyranny over us. Because when Paul wrote this too, this was before Nero had turned on him because what ended up happening was the people that he was saying to submit to 
and all that actually ended up turning and then lighting Christians on fire everywhere and um, beheading people. Now, Corey Tenboom, for instance, her family during the Holocaust, hiding Jews in their house to prevent them from being found by the Nazis. The Nazis were the governing authority of the time. And so if you take Romans 13 and you don't take it into context and you don't take other parts of the Bible into consideration, you would think that, oh, well, it's uh, it's government law now that all Jews be executed. So every Jew I know, if I know of a Jew next door to me, I got to, with Romans 13, you know, I got to do this. I got to call the police on them and let the Gestapo know that we got Jews living here and uh, come and get them. Well, Romans 13, it says that we have to do whatever the government says. No, it, th- this is this is a very dangerous thing to be saying that the Bible says we must do whatever the government says. No, we do what God tells us to do. Now, somebody, there might be a pastor that wants to close his church for the safety of people. There are pastors out there, and it says, actually, right in the next chapter, Romans 14, Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. So any pastor that has decided to keep his church closed because he genuinely feels for the safety of the congregation, he still believes that that this virus could somehow wipe out a big part of his congregation, or or that's just what God's telling him to do right now. Because I've got nothing wrong with with uh, seeing what's going on online and stuff like that and the Bible coming into people's homes. And don't think for a second that I don't believe God's going to have his way either way. God's going to have his way either way. But that doesn't mean to become apathetic. I see a lot of apathy and that's concerning. Because this is a fight, man. This is a battle. This is, this is not, in America, we're so comfortable and, and we'll, we'll almost do anything to protect our comfort. And I think sometimes we use Romans 13 to protect our comfort. Well, I don't want to, you know, we'll just, we'll just wait and see if this blows over and stuff and see if they give us our rights back and all. Freedom did not come free, and it's something that must be maintained. Freedom is like a marriage. You can't just like sit back and uh, just kick back and do whatever. No, it's something that you get it, and then it's not the battle's not over. It's, it needs to be maintained over, over and over and over again and taken delicate care of. That's how our freedom is. So the pastors that decide not to have church, we, we should not... Now, I've called on pastors to open their churches, absolutely. I believe now's the time, this Sunday, and there's one I'm going to tomorrow. But the pastors that decide to keep their church closed, we shouldn't, it says right here in Romans 14, do not, do not, who are you to condemn someone else's servants? They may be doing exactly what God is telling them to do. But the pastors who feel like God is telling them, now's the time to open, Yet they're remaining closed out of fear 
of the public. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Because, and those pastors, don't criticize them. Leave them alone. I saw just the, the I mean, Rodney Howard Brown had bullet holes put in his church the next day for staying open that weekend before Easter. And then he was arrested. And, you know, the thing was, I didn't, maybe I wasn't looking everywhere, hearing everywhere, but I heard not a peep out of other uh, church pastors and religious leaders. I didn't hear a peep when Rodney Howard Brown was arrested. That's, um, That's concerning. Because he was doing nothing against the law, period. There was no law saying churches had to shut down. These are recommendations. And the Constitution gives us the right to assemble. So he was not doing something against the law, period. But the the silence, I mean, it was crickets from other church leaders about him getting arrested. Now, I might be wrong. I don't want to put everybody in a box. There may have been some out there that were really fighting against this, but I, I was shocked. But don't judge that servant either for doing what the Holy Spirit is leading him to do. The Holy Spirit may be leading you to stay home. The Holy Spirit may be telling you that because maybe somebody in your home who is immunocompromised or something like that, that it's time that you need to stay home. But the Holy Spirit may be guiding somebody else to do God's work somewhere else, to not stay home. Because it's... It's a battle. So, so almost all, actually almost all except one of the apostles died at the hands of government because they were told to shut up and stop preaching Jesus Christ and they refused to. They continued to. And great Christians throughout history, Martin Luther King, the law of the land at that time, or at least what was tr- what was being imposed on people was racial segregation and racism. Rosa Parks, who decided to not sit at the back of the bus, she said, the heck with this, I'm going to sit here. Civil peaceful disobedience to something that was going on that was wrong. We can say that what is right and wrong. I mean, there's people that don't have any moral compass, but you can look at something and the Holy Spirit can convict you and tell you that that is wrong. Now, would you have Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks not have done those things? Would you have said, well, Romans 13 and you're, you're not doing what the government's telling you to do. And then what would have been sacrificed? I mean, there's, there's so many times the founding of the country was based on fighting for religious freedom and fighting for what was right. And, uh, 
And then Paul, even towards the end of Romans, of Romans, he quotes Isaiah 11.10, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope. He's talking about a whole new government that's going to rise up and is going to overthrow any of the world governments. So there's, there is a lot, a lot based in civil disobedience, David refused to submit to the government authority of Saul's troops, 1 Samuel 19. Daniel resisted the state by refusing to keep silent in his prayers, Daniel 6. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego all defied the higher powers by refusing to worship a statue. John the Baptist was imprisoned and beheaded for telling the truth about a state ruler. Peter stated he was willing to go to prison and death for Christ against the local magistrate. Apostles were thrown in jail for refusing to obey the government rulers. Christians were rounded up and thrown in jail for resisting government authority. Apostles were sent to prison for breaking local laws. So the question is, yeah, I, I believe down, I believe absolutely that what the point is of Romans 13 is any government is better than no government. Okay. Would I be justified right now because I don't agree with what is going on to try to start a revolution or go down and like put a brick through the mayor's house or something like that? Would that be a godly thing? Right now, no. Acts of vandalism? Absolutely not. And you see this. You see this with movements protest movements and civil rights movements that are of God and against God. The ones that are not of God, you see, because they destroy things, they blow things up, they do cowardly little acts, and they leave trash everywhere. But the ones that are God-inspired, you see them because they have the Holy Spirit all over them. They have God all over them. They're filled with love and peaceful and there's just a there's just a a godly presence and they, they're for something that is that is of the Lord. And it, so when it comes down to it, it just comes down to what are you going to stand for? What are you going to tolerate and what aren't you going to tolerate? What if the government passed a law that said that you and your wife could not be six feet close to each other within the house? What if they said that you had to sleep in different rooms and wear your masks? What if they said you weren't allowed to, you weren't allowed to pray? What if that, what if that was said? It hasn't even come to that yet. These see, th this is a test that's going on right now because these stay-at-home orders and these things like that, these orders to close businesses and stuff. If a lot of them violate the law of the land, which is the Constitution, and a lot of them, they know they can't. They they really they're they're, they're trying things that they're really not legally allowed to do. That's why it's so important to know the law. And. So it's, it's when are, when is it too far? Because if you're going to apply Romans 13 to everything, then you've got to apply it to everything. God's law. 
is what matters. And you know what? It's not the law of Moses. It's not these things anymore. It's the law that the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. Where you believe and you know and you're convicted by God as to what is right and what is wrong. That is what it comes down to. That is the thing. And there's no trying to put it off on the government and trying to say, well, it's the government's fault. And trying to say that, well, we really can't do anything. There's a certain amount of pacifism and a certain amount of apathy involved there. Because guys like me, we believe 100% that this is going to work out in the end. We believe absolutely that God is going to have his way in the end. All right? That's that's not going to change. But you know what? God works through people. God worked through Moses to get his will done, which was setting free the Israelites from Egypt. God loves freedom all throughout the Bible. All the time. Freedom. The whole Bible is about setting captives free and to have that freedom and to have that freedom to be what God meant you to be. And there are times where the, you just have to follow what God has put in your heart. You have to follow it. You have to follow your convictions. And there are times where just enough is enough. And it is too much. And there are times to come out and demonstrate and to say what is right. And now, right now in this country, I believe it is that time right now. I believe right now that it is time for the church to really be heard on this. Where are the voices? Where are the voices in the church saying that that this is wrong. Where are the people that are going to come out and face that public pressure and that, that, that public, the things that are going to get thrown at you and say, we take a stand for what is right. Because that is what is done all through the Bible. That is what has been done all through the history of Christianity and Romans 13, yes, have respect for authority. Absolutely. The authority right now in the United States is the United States Constitution. And our Attorney General has said that he backs that 100%. So, I hope this has given you a good perspective on this. But this is... This is what I believe, and this is what this is another perspective and something to refute people that say that, well, the Bible says we have to do whatever the government says. This is Chris Nelson. Thanks for listening.